0: Welcome to the Lexington Public Library's Tales from the Kentucky Room podcast where we discuss everything Lexington and Fayette County history. I'm Miriam, and in each episode of this podcast we will feature a guest that will share a piece of local history. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us for the podcast. We are calling this episode The Horse Scammer Podcast, and it's a little bit different from any other episode we've recorded. Our producer, Erin West, was researching for a completely different topic through our microfilm of newspaper archives, and she ran across a series of ads that were taken out by two individuals trading insults about a horse purchase. These ads appeared in The Observer and Reporter on January 14th through the 28th in the year of 1846. The premise of the situation is that one Mr. Dennis Nichols purchased a horse for Mr. Tazewell Marr. However, the horse turned out to be a lame horse, or as the poor horse is referred to, a spavent horse. In case you were curious, and I know you are, a spavent horse has an osteoarthritis condition and it is in the final stages of a degenerative joint disease. Dennis Nichols decided to take out an ad demanding his money back and insulted Tazewell Marr in the process. As you will hear, they got a few other characters involved in the drama as witnesses. So get your popcorn ready. You're about to hear how Twitter spats were done back in 1846.
1: Notice, this is to notify the public that Tazewell Marr has my note for $165 due in six months from its date which note I will not pay, unless compelled to do so by law, as the same was obtained from me by fraud in a trade of horses. Dennis Nichols, January 10th. Dennis Nichols,
2: by advertisement in this paper, has notified the public that he will not pay a note which I hold on him, stating that it was obtained from him by fraud in a trade of horses. There is no particular necessity for giving this notice, as his credit is such as to render it unlikely that anyone would, under any circumstances, be willing to purchase his note. But the charge of fraud is a slanderous lie, contrived to cover the attempt to swindle me out of what he owes. The horses I sold him were sound when he received them. One of them was injured in his possession, and instead of bearing the effects of his own negligence, as an honest man should, he now wishes, like a scoundrel as he is, by fraud, and lying, and slander, to throw the loss on me. Tazewell F. Marr, January 14th.
1: A cod, Mr. Tazewell F. Marr seems to have been thrown into a rage by my notice to the public of a note he held on me, fraudulently obtained, in which in self-defense and injustice to the community I felt called on to give. His charges against my character couched in such vulgar epithets, I only regard and contempt and would say to him that they illy become a gentleman much less a professor of religion and one who prays. To show that he did not believe what he wrote, he says, his credit is such as to it unlikely that anyone would under any circumstances be willing to purchase his note, and yet he willingly received it for his horses without security. On a former occasion took my word for money which he has received, or its equivalent. Before I made any publication, I saw him, and in the presence of witnesses, to avoid anything unpleasant, I offered to leave the matter to disinterested men. But no, this professed gentleman would not even go with me to examine his diseased horse. To satisfy the public in part, as to the proofs I have of his knowingly practice a fraud upon me, I have to join a few certificates. The results will clearly show who is the swindler, etc. Dennis Nichols, January 24th
3: was present at a conversation between Dennis Nichols and Tazewell Marr in relation to horse trade. Nichols desired Marr to go with him to see the horse and to select any good judge, and if the judge said the horse was not spavened, he, Nichols, would take the horses and stand up to the contract. Marr refused. V. Cromwell, January 24th. This is to certify that I was at Mr. Marr's some two or three weeks before Christmas with Mr. Abner Wilson and saw the horse lame and old. Mr. Marr asked him the cause of his lameness, and Mr. Wilson examined him and said he was spavened and showed him the knot. Abner W. Pritchett, January 24th.
4: I asked Davner Wilson to examine a horse that T. Marr sold to Dennis Nichols. He looked at him and said he thought the horse was spavined. The horse had been a little lame previous to sale. One of the horses was a little larger in one hawk than usual, which was produced, I think, from distemper.
2: John Marr, January
4: 24.
2: A Card Mr. Dennis Nichols endeavors by another publication and certificates to support his charge of fraud against me. My previous charge characterizes him as he deserves, and it only remains for me to point out that his certificates are very from sustaining his charge, leaving further contest to the courts of justice. I refuse to submit to a referee whether the horse was spavened because I knew that the spaven, if it existed, was caused while the horse was in Nichols' possession. The Mr. Marr mentioned in Pritchett's certificate was not myself and I had no knowledge of the facts mentioned in that and the other certificate. The charge of Nichols is that I knowingly sold him an unsound horse. The following certificate shows that there was no apparent unsoundness after the time of the sale, even if it existed, which I deny. None but one familiar himself with fraud and prompt to swindle would make the charge that Nichols has done against a reputable man. The courts must decide between us. TF Mar, January 27th.
4: This is to certify that I took charge of said Mars farm shortly after the horse trade took place, and saw the spaving horse out frequently, and never saw the horse lame until about 10 days after when Nichols came by to examine the horse a second time. Then he was a little lame. Nichols reported it about that I said the horse had been lame ever since I had been there, which is a fraudulent lie of his own making, for I told him that I had not seen him lame before. John Wheeler, January 27.
0: We hope you had as much fun listening to this podcast as we had recording it. I want to send out a special thank you to my colleagues for helping us record this podcast and lending their voices to these characters. J.P. Johnson played Dennis Nichols. This is to
1: notify the public that Tazewell Marr has my note for $165.
0: Jamie West played Tazewell Marr. And
1: certificates to support his charge of fraud against me.
0: Heather Pritchard played V. Cromwell
3: in relation to horse trade and
0: Abner Pritchett.
3: Mr. Marr some two or three weeks before Christmas. Brian Hosevar
4: played John Mar to examine a horse that T. Marr sold to Dennis Nichols and John Wheeler. And never saw the horse lame until about ten days after. And
0: last but certainly not least, I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to the podcast. This was our last episode for this year. 2021. But we will be back with a lot more episodes in the new year. We have some exciting topics and guests planned for 2022. We hope you continue to join us. Have a restful and healthy holiday season and a joyous new year. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Kentucky Room, a podcast brought to you by the Central Library's Kentucky Room staff at the Lexington Public Library. If you enjoyed listening, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you have any questions about local history or genealogy research, you can visit us in the Kentucky Room to use our collection and newspaper microfilm. Or you can email us at elibrarian at lexpublib.org. That's elibrarian at lexpublib.org. I'm Miriam,
3: and we'll be back with another trip down Lexington's memory lane.